Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And somehow I'm getting into a pattern here of finding crazy people. Sorry, Dan. That's all right. You've probably been accused of that before. Uh, And I agree. You know what? Recently, I had Aaron Linsdow on my show, and he, he was crazy enough to ski solo to the South Pole. Does that sound nuts to you? Yeah, I think he was doing more than that. I think he was intending to ski to the pole and back That solo. was the original intention. Yes. And he did make it to the South Pole. Yes. The return trip was scrapped for a number of reasons. Yeah, mostly but time. <laughs> it's, yeah, you've got a limited window of time. Dan, you're familiar with polar exploration now. Yes. Which you probably wouldn't have billed yourself as a polar explorer. Or, uh, now I do, but yeah. <laughs> well, now, yeah. yeah. So this is Dan Burton, folks. He is, Dan has the distinction of being, I think, the only person so far to ride a bicycle to the South Pole. Correct. Yeah. You started in Miami. No, not yet. <laughs> a lot of people wonder how I got across the ocean. It's not quite Miami where you started. It's called the Hercules Inlet, yeah, right? right? Which is on the coast of Antarctica. Um, same place that our friend Aaron Linsdow started on his expedition. But you did it on a bicycle. Correct. <laughs> okay. So that's a little nuts. Yeah, a lot of people said I was nuts, um, and uh, a lot of people didn't think there was any way I could do it. I worried that I was going to kill myself down there. Mm-hmm. We had a little chat just before the show, Dan, about uh, when I, I popped off with a question that you get all the time, why? Right. And I liked your response. Can you share that with our yeah, listeners? There, there's a famous quote, um, a famous explorer. He said, uh, he said, those that ask the question will never understand the answer and those that understand the answer will never ask the question (laughs) because it's a different kind of thinking yeah that gets into your head it's something uh for me it wasn't uh why would you do this it was how can i not do this it was an opportunity to go do something i thought was amazing and had never been done before and and that opportunity was given to me and i I just couldn't uh, bear the thought of not doing it (sighs) You know what? I love that because there's something that's unconquerable about the human spirit and identifying these impossible tasks, these impossible feats that aren't really impossible. They've just never been done before. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing is that a lot of things we think are impossible really aren't. It's just, mm. it's just uh, a matter of attitude. And so for you... It, it was this idea, this possibility that maybe someone, and not just anyone, but me, maybe I, could do this. And yeah. that got in your head somehow and you couldn't let it go. 
Yeah, it uh, started out, I had a guy that was coming in my bike shop uh, saying that uh, someday he was going to win the lottery, and when he won, then uh, the two of us were going to bike to the South Pole, and I originally thought he was crazy. Yeah. And But, uh, um, you know, as I started studying out and, and uh, looking at what the, what it would take to do it, uh, it just took a hold of me, and, and, and it... Mm. I, I, I say I'm I'm like uh, Mr. Toad in the Wind in the Willows. It was just a mania that uh, all I could do, all I thought about, all I wanted to do was bike to the South Pole, and so it just became everything to me. Wow! So, can you help our listeners to appreciate the magnitude of what we're talking about here? Yeah. Um, so the South Pole. So I started on the coast of Antarctica, mm-hmm. and I'm going to the South Pole, and and the South Pole is. Uh, it's about 750 miles from from the coast. Uh, it's at 9,300 feet of elevation, so it's a pretty high elevation. And and the Earth is kind of like most Americans, a little fat in the middle. And so so even <laughs> though it's 9,300 feet, the the um, the physiological effect of it is like it's 2,000 feet higher than that. So it's like being you know, at 11,000 feet. And so biking, if anybody's wow. biked at 11,000 feet, it's, you know, you start sucking air. It's so, hard. So, yeah. so it's, uh, I'm starting at the coast going up to 9,300 feet. Um, on the way there, I'm going up and down and up and down the whole time. So the, you know, the total elevation I'm climbing is, is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. it's in soft snow and, uh, riding bike, uh, even though I had, I had a bike with uh, five inch wide tires, uh, it's still, it's still really hard in that soft snow. And, uh, oh, yeah. and then, uh, and then you add to that, uh, I was dragging two sleds, um, with, uh, all my equipment on it, my, my camping your shelter, gear, your food. Uh-huh. And, and so I had, had that all on my, on these two sleds I was pulling behind my mm-hmm. bike. And then in addition to that, uh, because the South Pole is at 9,300 feet and I'm starting at the coast, mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. And cold air is heavier than warm air, so the cold air at the South Pole is going to fall towards the coast. So that's a headwind, and so that means it's a it's a headwind, and it's you know uh, on all a good, the way basically. Yeah, on a good day, you know, my, like a ten mile an hour headwind. On a bad day, forty mile an hour headwind. And so it was. Mm. It was. Uh, you know, <laughs> temperatures. Temperatures. Um, the temperature probably around. Minus forty, um, Fahrenheit. Yeah, which which uh, is about the same, same as Celsius. Thing. It is exactly the same. 40. As 40, yeah. 40. That's where they converge. But um, yeah, so minus forty, and you can pick pick your your mm-hmm. scale, and mm-hmm. uh, and and then you uh, add in the wind and uh, the wind chill factor, all and, that and stuff. So so uh, okay. it it's a matter. I mean. It's cold enough that you absolutely cannot have any skin exposed. Any skin exposed, uh, it's instant frostbite. So, right. And so, so you know, it, um, I, I wrote in my journal, in my blog, over and over again. You know, day after day, this mm-hmm. this was this was the hardest day of my life, and it was <sighs> not an exaggeration. I mean, every day was just you a know, repeat of the hardest day. Of your life, yeah, and so so the thing too is is uh, I'm riding a bike, and and you ride a bike. There's a minimum speed you have to go, mm-hmm. or you're gonna tip over, right? Mm-hmm. And but and so I'm I'm trying. I have to go fast enough that I'm not tipping over. But to go that fast, the amount of effort it took to do that, 
I would get drenched in sweat. And, Ooh. and, and that's not a good thing because you get drenched in sweat, your clothes get wet, you, you stop, it freezes, and you freeze to death. And when I say you freeze to death, I don't mean you get really cold. No. And, and so, so it was a, a, a thing that once I got, got that in that state, I had to, I had no choice but to keep that effort up all day long. And my average day was probably about 13 hours a day. So I was working at a heavy sweat 13 hours a day because I, I, I could not afford I mean, you, you mm-hmm. couldn't you couldn't stop and and uh, take it easy. It yeah. Just there, in fact, uh, the first first two Sundays that I was on, I was trying to stay true to my religion and and I t- try and take. And I thought, you know, I I have to make it to the South Pole. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't have the luxury of just sitting around. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I was going to keep going on on Sundays, but I was going to take it easy. I was going to make it a, a light effort and make it an easy effort. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. There was, there's absolutely no way that I could take. Just not yeah, there, there, it wasn't possible to make it easy. So both days wow. I quit early, and and uh, and then the rest of my expedition I just took Sundays off and and uh, mostly slept and ate on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Wow, a remarkable feat. And now you have the distinction of saying, "Yes, I did it." Yeah. But that determination, that choice started long before you got your picture taken by the barbershop pole. Yeah. <laughs> the ceremonial And there, there is a barbershop looking pole. <laughs> I didn't even know that until I interviewed yeah. Aaron. And it's just, there's a pole at the South Pole. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great photo op and, and a rare photo op. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, it was a little bit anticlimactic. Here's a, a little stick in the ground when you get there. But. Yep, here's the bull. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You've arrived. Yep. So, Dan, you learned something from studying the attempts that had been made before, reading blogs, journals. Uh, you did some diligence before you left, and you made a yeah. determination at some point that made all the difference for you. Can you tell our listeners yeah, about and that? Yeah, so, and so I knew if I... I mean, there's certain things you got to do if you're going to be successful at this. I, I had to be physically prepared. I had to have Absolutely. the strength and ability to do it. I had to have the right equipment. And so mm-hmm. I had to know what, what stuff I would need. I'd never been on an expedition. I'd never lived in, you know, I'd never been in a polar environment before. So I, I had to learn those things. But the, um, I, the most important thing I had to do was have the right attitude, to have the mental toughness to do this and and so i i you talk about aaron mm. i i read his expedition i was very inspired by aaron mm-hmm. he he uh started really early in the year which makes the expedition much more difficult because mm-hmm. the salt snow is much softer and because he was trying to do the round trip and so to do that he had to start early he had to have some time and mm-hmm. and uh and he, i think he actually set the record for the longest time it took to anybody to do an expedition from the south from <laughs> yes, the coast I'm, to the south pole he's very proud of that it, it's a pretty cool accomplishment <laughs> actually and and so the thing was is is you read his his blog and everything mm-hmm. and and you know why didn't he quit i mean mm-hmm. he he he, you know, you can tell it, this was a difficult thing. And most people, you know, he's, he's living on rancid butter. He's, yeah. he, I mean, it, it was a tough deal. And, and, and he put everything he had, and he, he put it all online and he didn't give up. Right. And, and so, so I wanted that, 
attitude like Aaron had. I wanted to have that attitude that I am not going to give up. Yes. And, and so then on, on the other end, end of things, I, I, uh, I did a lot of studying. There were several expedition blogs I, I read through. One of them was really cool was Hannah. She, uh, she actually brought me food the, my last day. So it was kind of interesting to have read her blog and then actually meet her about 20 miles oh, from yeah. the South pole. But then I also, um, read, uh, Eric Larson's blog and Eric Larson is a really, I mean, he's an amazing guy. He, he's uh he biked to the North or he didn't bike. He, he did an expedition to the Trek North pole. To the, yeah. To the North pole, to the South pole and to the top of Mount Everest all in one year. All in the same year. And, and the only wow. person I think to he, definitely the first person, I think the only person to have done that. So, so major um, adventure. And so yeah. I've studied his expedition and because he was trying to be the first to bike to the South Pole, and he made it a quarter of the way before mm-hmm. he turned around. And I had to figure out why, I mean, why did, why did he not make it? What, what went wrong? Right. And, and I read, and I, I noticed a, a lot of things in his blog where he was talking about that he doesn't think he's going to make it, that, that, you know, the odds, and he's crazy to do this. So you this. could see kind of what was going on in his mind. Yeah, he had a bit of a... Um, a little bit of there. There was way too many times that he talked about the possibility of failure and that he might fail and that that so it that, doesn't look like he was going to make it. That doubt was creeping in. Yeah, the self doubt I thought was a, a a large part of the the thing there. And I, and so when I decided I'm going to do this, I decided I had to I had to learn from what Eric had done, mm-hmm. and I had to have an attitude that I was biking to the South Pole. Not that I was going to try or I was going to make an attempt. I had to have a positive attitude that I was biking to the South Pole. So you decided beforehand what was going to happen. Even though this was unprecedented, never been done before, maybe impossible. But you set a possibility there. Yeah. Wow. And, And decided I am not going to turn around. Amazing. We're going to get farther into this as we come back from the break. Thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com. Hi, my name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams? I invite you to learn about a passive turnkey proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com 
To get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth, just enter the code FREE at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. The secret of a happy life is to accept change gracefully. Jimmy Stewart So, as we're talking during the break, Dan, you said, well, I'm just an ordinary guy, right? And I I think I really am. I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm a computer nerd. Well, you mentioned Eric Larson, an amazing, adventurous explorer, and he has conquered some of the impossible feats that we look at all the time, summiting Everest, trekking to the pole. He did several of those in the same year. This is an, an amazing person. And yet he turned back on something that you completed. Now, that, and I asked you before the show, Dan, why, why didn't Eric make it? And, and so I talked to Eric, actually. Um, I met him um, in Salt Lake and, and uh-huh. I talked to him. And, and I've read some things he's, he's said afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and basically... Um, for him, there there were a lot of personal issues that it was mm-hmm. it was bad timing for him as far as his family was concerned, right? But but also um, he he had that self doubt that uh, that played into it in my at least as far as I could see played into him not be, making it because because he you know he he said what am I doing here This is a crazy idea you know it doesn't look like I can make it and and this attitude that you know, I might have to turn around. I could, from even before he started mm. his expedition, he talked about having to turn around. Well, you had an experience when when your equipment failed. Yeah, so so I had a couple of experiences. Let me start with, with the first first one. Instead of the equipment failed, if you can, if I well, can. Well, first of all, and I'm not sure that that stuff's made for South Pole trekking. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and so so I um I had it it was the initial part of this uh, expedition was extremely difficult. It was right. soft snow, uphill, strong winds, uh, and, and it uphill, just... Uphill, in the snow, both ways. All, the, all those things <laughs> right. that we always joke about, but they're more than it. true. Yeah. And so, and so I... Literally. And so as I'm doing this, and I get to a certain point that I'm going to get into the middle of, or into the interior of Antarctica, and I figure it's going to get better. And, and, and it didn't. And so, so I was getting... You know, the first couple of weeks, I was getting at best uh, seven miles a day, and I'm working, you know, ten to thirteen hours a day to get seven miles a day. Wow! And and I'm looking at it; it's it's a hundred or it's seven hundred and fifty miles from where I started to the yeah, South Pole. Yeah, do the math. And and the math is really easy. Um, it's going to take me more than a hundred days to do it. And the thing is, is I started at the beginning of December. I have to be out by the end of January. Because that's all the summer you got in Antarctica. Yep, that's it. And and uh, the last flight leaves at the, on on January twenty seventh, and you're on that flight, or you stay in Antarctica for eternity. And so, hmm. and so I had a very limited time frame. And and 
you know, it's just over 50 days and it's going to take me over a hundred days to do it. So it's, I'm twice, twice as slow as I need to be. Mm-hmm. And so, so I could tell I'm not going to make it. And, and I called up my wife and I told her I'm not going to make it. But huh. I had decided beforehand that I was not going to turn around. I was going to keep going. I, the, my failure would not be that I turned around. So, so I told my wife, I'm going to go and I'm going to go as far as I can. And she agreed and let me do that. And then, and then amazing thing happened in, in Antarctica. I got one day where there was very little wind mm-hmm. and the sun is, it, there was no clouds. And so the sun going around, it just goes in a big circle around just the sky. It spins around the sky, It, it yeah. never sets. It just stays about the same height all the way around in a circle. And it hardened up the snow. And so instead of going 10 feet, getting stuck, having to move, move my bike out of it, get back on and get another 10 feet and getting stuck and just over and over and everything mm. I could do mm. 10 feet at a time, I was getting to where I could get 100 feet at a time. Or I, I got further. I got further and further. I got to where I could get a whole mile on my bike without getting stuck. Wow! And 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 I started getting those distance. And and then just when things are going good and and you think, oh man, I, you know, I, I'm 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 there. I'm getting you're 15, cruising now. I'm getting fifteen, twenty. I got up to twenty four miles a day, and it's like I'm going to make. I could see I'm going to make it. Possible. The, the, the math all of a sudden starts working. Yeah. And then and then I'm. But it's not easy. I mean, I'm giving everything I can to get those miles, and, and it's cold. It's super cold, and in the cold, yeah. things are brittle, and, and the internals of my hub, you know, pulling all that weight and the work that I was putting into it, it just, just wasn't designed for what I was giving it and then the temperatures I was working in, right. and it broke. And so, so I could pedal, and, and it wouldn't make the wheel go around. Just spin. Yeah, and so, so I, uh, I have a little bit of farming background, and so, you know, you can fix anything with <laughs> duct tape and bailing wire. And so I brought some bailing wire with me. <laughs> Good for you. And, and I took, I actually originally started with some, uh, some derailleur cable. And I wrapped it around the gears and around my spokes mm-hmm. and, uh, and was able to make it so I could keep pedaling. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stop pedaling at that point because the gear was, it was like riding a fixie. If you made yeah. it biking, it was a fixie. You could go and, single speed fixie all the rest of the way and 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 and, oh, and, wow. and uh eventually that gave out and i had to take and pull my bike into the into the tent and mm-hmm. uh pull all the wire off and and uh use the bailing wire i had brought but even the bailing wire the amount of work i was putting into that just wasn't strong enough and eventually broke all the bailing wire it actually wasn't bailing wire it was tie wire mm-hmm. so it was a little bit too thin of a gauge but i did that I was trying to save weight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so I did that. And, and then at that point, it's like, I've used up all my wire. I, I don't have any way to fix this. And, and that uh, thought comes to my mind, this is your out. This, this is how this you can is... get out. You can say, I didn't fail. The bike failed. I've got my satellite phone so I can, you know, bing me up, Scotty. And, uh, and they'd fly in and, and mm-hmm. land somewhere close and, and uh, rescue me. And, and I could do that. But the thought of doing that took like a fraction of a second to just dismiss it. And it's like, because mm. I had decided beforehand that I am biking to the South Pole. And I, and I, had, I had worked that attitude. Mm. I had been mentally having that attitude, a, a conscious effort to have that attitude that I'm going to keep going that no matter what. That was your what. expressed intention, yeah. And, and uh, I got a lot of criticism for it. I had, I had uh, somebody say, you know, that I was, 
you know, I, I, cause I was talking about on the internet to try to raise money mm-hmm. and, and, uh, somebody said, you know, it's a pretty arrogant attitude, pretty, you know, saying you're, you're gonna, that you're biking to the South pole. You're going to try to do it. And, and there's other people have tried and failed and, and you're trying to do it too. But people and, much and more said, qualified than yeah, you. Yeah. And he said, it was, you know, a strange thing to say that you're, you're doing this when you're just attempting it like everyone else. And, and to me, I think he's right. It may be a strange attitude to say, I am going to be successful, but that is what it took. I had right. to have that strange attitude that you talk about uh, living on purpose. I had mm. to have that purpose. I had to know what I was doing and, and purposefully go out and do it. So there was no barrier that you could encounter that would dissuade you from that purpose. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously there are some things, you, you know, you, I could have, uh, I could have had a, a major accident, a broken bones or, you know, um, I, at one point I yeah. fell, I fell into a crevasse. I, I only, Ooh. only one leg fell in. <laughs> I used my bike to pull myself back out, but you know, you, you could get stuck in a crevasse. You I mean, there were times that, uh, um, they, this, it's kind of like snow drifts. They call them sistrugi. They're, they're kind of yes. like snow drifts. And, and they'd have these, um, you know, uh, four to six foot drops I was going off that were steep drops. And, mm-hmm. uh, in, and a lot of times in a whiteout. And so in a whiteout, you cannot see Can't it. Can't even see what the contours you, are. Yeah, you cannot see it till you're about to drop off of it. So I dropped off some of these and, and you know, go fly, falling off, tumbling off on your bike in, into the snow. And, and, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, if I break my bike, if I break my bones, this could be a bad deal. So, so a lot of times uh, coming up did to the break your bike though, I did, but, but I, okay. but I, I, you know, I had thought I, I tried very hard to look at all the things that might go wrong. And, and I thought, you know, if the wheel go, goes, that, yeah. that goes mechanism goes wrong, I've got a plan to fix it. And, and I, I thought, you know, if I'm going to break my frame it's possible i mean these frames it's a brand new bike frame it'd never been tested in 40 below temperatures is it going to hold up i don't know so i went down and and there's a local company that uh, makes Mm -hmm. a product called fiber fix and so i went down to the to the hardware store and got some fiber fix so that so you in the case i could fix it you can plan for some of these mishaps some of these eventualities and what you're saying is Take those into consideration and make some kind of a plan. Answer the what ifs in your own mind so that you're ready for it when it happens. Right. But there are some barriers that are real and and many, many, many other barriers that are illusions. They're mental creations that we come up with in our own mind. Like when when your hub broke, it, it would be easy to entertain that thought and to say, I can't. Yeah, and, it, and it's... The a great thing that Eric said, mm-hmm. he said, t- when he was talking about going to the North Pole, mm-hmm. and he said, take the hardest thing you can imagine mm-hmm. and do that for 40 days. Mm-hmm. And then make it twice as hard and keep going. And, and the, and the reality was, this was harder than that. Even, even as great as that yeah. statement was, it was more... And so, so it's... It's difficult. I'm, I'm giving everything I can, 13 hours a day. I stink so bad. I mean, you know, you're, there's no, no showers. <laughs> you yeah, we don't want to go there too. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I, I had the, there's a, I think, Green Day song that says, uh, 
um, my shadow's the only one that walks beside me. And, and mm-hmm. in those whiteouts, and, and not even my shadow would bike beside me, and I figured it was because I stunk so bad. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable. It was, it was an awesome thing to do, but it wasn't fun. And yeah. so, so it's really easy. It would be really easy to say, "I don't like this. This is not fun. I want out," and and that definitely was yeah. there because I'm tired. I've been I've been away from my. I haven't I haven't had anybody to talk to other than on the on the satellite phone for a couple minutes a day. Yeah. Nobody to talk to for fifty days. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, it, easy to say, "Yeah, I want out of this," but again. I, I pick, took that year beforehand and, and built that attitude that, that I knew I knew it was going to be this. I knew that I was going to be alone. I knew that it was going to be That it would hard. be hard. I knew it was going to be harder than I could possibly imagine. Right. And you could only prepare for parts of that. The rest of it you have to yeah, in fact, handle on the fly. Um, before I, the, a day or two before I actually started, I, said, I, I posted on, on my blog saying, however hard you think this is, or however hard mm-hmm. I think this is, it's going to be harder. And so I knew that there, that it was harder than, than what I could even think it was going to be. Dan, this is an amazing, compelling story. And as you're talking, I'm thinking through what if, what if our companies and our communities and our associations could develop that kind of an attitude and this is what you bring when you speak, for example, because you get invited to speak and present your story. Yeah. You're this, you're this hero who has something that, that people can relate to because you're just a normal guy. What do we do when we run into hard times? Well, you've got some answers to that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really fun. It's one of the amazing things people are scared of public speaking. And I think I was just like anyone else scared of public speaking, mm. but it's such an amazing story and, and it's so fun to share it. And, and, uh, you know, the, the lessons with, uh, being able to do the impossible are, are yes. so great that I, that I can't, can't help but enjoy sharing it and apply to so many areas in our life. So folks, we've got Daniel Burton, his book, South pole epic is available. Yep. You can just go look that up on Amazon it's and on find Amazon. it real quick. South Pole Epic by Daniel Burton. He is available to speak. Um, Daniel, thank you for being at Live on Purpose Radio today. Yeah, thanks for having me. What, what an amazing story. Everybody, take Dan's example and go live on purpose. <laughs>